This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The number again, 800 259 9231. Earlier this week, we told you about the situation in Washington, D.C., where they shut down a terminal of their subway and inconvenienced thousands of travelers. People were waiting in lines, hundreds of people long for a significant period of time as they shut down a terminal to bring out the bomb squad and investigate a trash can because someone had seen something blinking in there. Turns out it was a Christmas ornament. And so just yet another example of these government guys who are supposedly out there to keep you safe, just showing how they overreact to everything that is uh, is thrown at them. It's very reminiscent of the old light bright board situation from Boston, where Zebler and, uh, and his partner uh, put up the promotional light bright boards with uh, the Moonanite characters on them. And the, the entire Boston PD shut down a swath of the city to uh, investigate that and of course it turns out it was completely harmless so there's just been instance after instance of of this stuff happening and it just it's pretty ludicrous when it when it when it transpires and so right on the heels of that news as though they were just waiting for this uh, something like that to happen reuters is reporting that washington subway police are beginning random bag checks that's right the same stuff that's been happening in New York City now for a couple of years and recently started a few months ago in Philadelphia in their subway as well is now expanding to Washington, D.C. And they said this was going to happen. I mean, they know, people on the news have said that this was going to spread. And obviously, that's New York's not the only place with subway stations. You know, it's it's it was going to happen. It was people gonna are going to put up with it. They're not going to fight it. They're not going to raise a stink when someone tries to check What do you bag. do about uh, you know, the TSA? What do you do? Well, if, 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 if a lot of people were saying, no, that this violates my rights, then it might get actually, you know, it's just it's people allowing it to happen. lets it keep happening and A spreading. lot of people are saying yeah. that. They're, they're not, um, you know, domestic air travel is down more than 30%. A lot of people have said, no, I'm not going to do it. And it doesn't stop them. Well, no, it, but it I'm doesn't. also talking about people that challenge them when it happens, saying, no, I'm not going to let you check my bag, and I'm still going to go on the subway because I, you have, I haven't done anything to warrant a search. You know, they can, well, they're not going to let you get on the subway. They're going to tase you. Assuming you survive the experience, uh, we'll, well talk yeah, about you on they, Free Talk they, Live. They will, but that's the point because not very many people do challenge it. But if mm-hmm. a lot of people were challenging it, then it wouldn't be uh, then it wouldn't fly so easily. But and again, you know, these false scares, the blinking thing and the garbage can, even though it's a false scare, I'm sure that riles everyone up and gets, oh, you know, and you, mm-hmm. there's a big, you know, big, you know, big scare happens and everyone freaks out a little bit and then it makes them a little more ready for something like this. Yeah. So officers will start random bag inspections on the sprawling Washington subway system, according to the Metro Transit Police, after a man, a week after a man was arrested for making bomb threats to the rail system. Now, bomb threats have been around for a long time. I remember when I was going to schools, there was always the the chance that some kid could go to a payphone and call in a bomb threat to the school and then everybody would have to evacuate from their classes. Bomb threats are not something that's new to America. But subway searches are certainly new. 
You know, and it's you know, they'll say, you know, that we, we have to do this. This is the kind of thing we have to do. But, you know, the terrorists um, after the uh, it was shoot. What was that? Uh, that Yemen uh, bomb situation where they uh, they said that there was these to- these bombs and toner uh, things and printers yeah. uh, flying out of Yemen. And I guess it turns out that there weren't or they didn't go off or something like that. The, the plane didn't blow up, whatever the situation was. They said that they um, the, the 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 terrorist people. They said that uh, they put a couple of thousand dollars into this plan, and they got billions and billions and billions of dollars expended by Western nations in return. That this is the death of a thousand cuts. And how much did the bomb? Uh, you know, the the bomb scare guy. Get, you know, put into it. Uh, you know, a few minutes of his a time. Phone call apparently. A few minutes of his time, and now here's millions of dollars are going to be spent. Scouring the the you know the Washington subway for somebody who's going to put a bomb someplace or something. Right. Well, they're really they're going to be scouring for drugs because as they search through people, they're not going to exactly let you. Uh, if you've got a bag of marijuana in your coat pocket, they're not going to let you continue on with that. They'll arrest you for it. And so, really, it's just an excuse to in, to increase the police state. And Dale, while I agree with you that more people should say no in New York City, if you say no, they don't let you get on the subway. You can you can turn around and walk away in New York, and I don't know how they're going to do it in, in, in D.C., but you can turn around and walk away, is my understanding, and then try a different subway terminal. And maybe I, I, agree. Subway I agree. I it's, agree. It's, it's, it's too little too late now. But right. I'm saying the reason – the climate has been allowed to get that way because people because. didn't – right. You know, when stuff starts – like this starts happening, they didn't – a lot of people make a stink about it and say, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and if, it, if, it beca- if it became a, a huge issue every time they tried to ask someone to search their bags – or not every time, but even just a lot. If they knew, like, well, I'm going to ask this person to search their bags and they're going to make a huge scene and it's going to – I'm going to have to call more officers over and all this – you know, that, that, yeah. that kind of thing had that – the climate wouldn't have matured to where it is now, I think, if people were doing that. So I think that there's uh, some truth um, to what you're saying. I think that uh, if if the TSA's enhanced screening procedures get rolled back to some extent, it's going to be because TSA agents don't like getting called pedophiles, perverts, uh, jerks, you know, all the things that they're getting called mm-hmm. while they're patting people down, while they're putting, you know, Fully cupping women's breasts, grabbing uh, men by their uh, junk, and doing all the stuff that, uh, that that they're doing there. It's because they don't want to get called names. So I think that you have to do as much as you can do without uh, being, you know, uh, you got to go about your daily life. But I think that uh, you know the best thing you can do is just tell these people, look, what you're doing is, is silly. This is the way you make a living. You make a living by grabbing people's crotches. Metro uh, Rail said in a statement, there is no specific or credible threat to the system at this time. Passengers who refuse to have their bags inspected will be denied entry into the subway system. The police chief said in a statement that the program will uh, will increase visible methods of protecting our passengers and employees while minimizing inconvenience to riders. Right. Visible. They want to create the visible stuff. They don't want to do the stuff that works. They want to do the stuff that's seen. The decision to launch the new security check, similar to programs in New York and Boston, apparently it's happening there too, comes after two people were arrested in recent months, accused separately of threatening to explode bombs in the Washington subway system. Their metro system contains of, uh, well, they tell more about it, a Virginia man was arrested last week for allegedly making threats. And then two months earlier, another Virginia man was arrested in a sting operation, accused of trying to help who he thought were Al-Qaeda mil- uh, militants bomb metro rail stations. 
U.S. security officials have been increasingly worried about terrorism plots being launched in the United States, particularly by individuals who have no direct affiliation with militant groups and sympathize with their causes and have adopted their ideologies. So be afraid. Be very afraid, Americans. But don't worry. We're here to keep you safe. Boy, thank goodness we've got the government around to look out for us. What would we do without them? Well, of course, if we didn't have them, then there would likely not be anybody trying to bomb the metro rail system because, well, typically the people that are looking to do explosions on innocent people are those who are looking for some kind of vengeance for what has happened to them or their family over in the Middle East. That tends to be where uh, where these things come from. And if it's not somebody like that, then it's usually some angry white guy who is, uh, you know, pissed off about taxes or upset because, uh, you know, he just he, he's to the breaking point. His business has been regulated too much or he's had his business destroyed by the government and there's nothing else to live for. Maybe he's had his house stolen from him. Who knows? That's the other kind of scenario where, again, it's the government that creates these situations. That's who their beef is with. And they take it out on, you know people regular you know regular people but but yeah their beef is always with the government that's of course. where all these that's where all these conflicts come from and you're right on dale in that it has gotten to this point because people accept it because all in all most people are docile and obedient and will go along to get along and the the you know we started to lose this little race if you will toward tyranny when everybody started accepting this for the first regulations, whatever those were, however many dozens of or, or decades ago, when some government bureaucrats passed the first regulation on a business and business people said, okay, we can do that. And then they said, okay, to every other one of the hundreds and then thousands of regulations that were passed after that. And, I think that was centuries ago. And here we are now with an unending amount of government bureaucracy and no shortage of regulations and controls on our lives. Where do you go from here? It's Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. And Delbert is here, um, by the way, courtesy of anarchyinyourhead.com. You can go there to his website and enjoy some of his cartoon work, occasional blog posts, and sad video. I don't know if you posted your video today on your website. I didn't website. post it on my blog, no. But I, it didn't seem relevant to it was uh, sad. my Anarchy in Your Head fans. Your, uh, it was, I guess it was up on your YouTube channel, though, which... Yeah, was it? Is my that personal the YouTube? Oh, it's personal. It's on my personal YouTube, which I guess you, I guess you're subscribed. To I, I, I am <laughs> because I saw the uh, your 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 rat is dying. It's yeah, so he's very old and uh, he's paralyzed the same way his brother was before his brother. I actually put his brother to sleep myself because he was really. How did invisible. you do that? Oh God, I looked up something on the internet because they they basically there's a lot of horror stories about having rodents put to sleep at the vet 
and that they don't Horror do stories. it. They don't well that they don't do it in a humane manner. Really? Yeah. And uh, so that you know, and and so I looked up something on the internet about how to do that uh, in a humane manner, and the, and it was you know widely regarded as the most humane way to do it, which was basically to put them in an enclosed space, a comfortable, very comfortable, of course, make them comfortable and. Mm-hmm. Put them in this enclosed space when, with a with a plastic tube going in, and and basically you you put put in you increase the carbon dioxide level and they pass out and then eventually and then die. Oh, and what do you they use? fall asleep and then die? So. What do you what do you use to increase the carbon? Uh, Baking soda and vinegar, I believe it was. So you like shake it up and you put it in a little bottle a, and hook the you put tube a, up to it. What you do is you like put. Um, there's a certain measurement that tells you the measurements and everything. If you mm-hmm. look this up, you'll it'll, you'll get the details. Don't do don't do it based on how I'm saying. Right? How do you how do you look it up? Like how to kill a rat uh, or <laughs> well uh, something like that. I mean, it's, how it's to humanely like, kill a or rat? euthanasia, yeah. uh, rodent euthanasia, or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, or small animal euthanasia, I think it's called. Yeah, know. I think it's. Yeah, they, they usually refer uh, the pet uh, stores refer to them as small animals. Yeah, could be maybe even up to like a ferret or something. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd look it up. You know, look it up and check for yourself and research it yourself. I don't want to sound like I'm endorsing anything. Yeah. Uh, but um, basically, a plastic tube going from a basically I had a ziploc bag that I zipped shut. I had baking soda in the bottom, a, mm-hmm. a certain measurement of that, uh, like a cup, like a couple cups of vinegar in a in a. In a measuring cup inside there, right? And that is, you can through the bag, you can p- tip it over into mm-hmm. the baking soda and mix it up, and it starts to produce bubbles, and that's carbon. Di- a lot of that's carbon dioxide, and goes into the uh, tube. And uh, they're saying, you know, you want to check to see if the if the smell bothers your animal because you you don't want to freak them out. That's the whole point. Sure, you want them calm and everything. And uh, and they're saying that that generally rats tend to like the smell of vinegar, so so it uh, it's, it's not something that would freak them out, and it didn't seem to bother Winks. So how long did it take? Uh, it, it took longer than I expected, based on what I read. So and I, I'm not what? sure I did it co- exactly right, but uh, so. hours, minutes? No, mm. not hour, but you know, twenty twenty minutes. It mm, it's like. longer than it took to put uh, my cat, Senior Grouchy Pants, well, uh, to sleep. With a cat, they could just give a cat an injection, and and you know, right? They gave it to him. It took more than forty five minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you can give them an injection. Uh, if 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 they don't use, they they need to use gas. At a if you go to a vet, ask them if they use gas, and make sure that you can witness it. Is what mm-hmm. I've heard. If they aren't, if they don't want you in there for it, they're not going to do it. Humanely. Bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they crush their head or something like that. Oh my gosh. And um, and I've heard horrible things. But if they just stick them with a needle, that's like being stabbed with a sword to a to a to a small a little animal. thing. If you're talking yeah. about a rat or something, then they have to do it in their heart. So. Uh, if they're going to give a rat an injection, they're going to do it in their right into their heart with a with a hypodermic that's like a which the, it's like being stabbed with a huge sword for a, for a, a little animal. So so then I guess after the twenty minutes, just basically you could tell he could just stop breathing. Is that yeah. pretty much what happens? Yeah, he stops breathing after a while. There you that go. was really rough doing that myself. I was a I haven't been that much of a basket <laughs> case. You, you should ask my roommate. You know how pathetic yeah. I was that night. It was really Aww, that's sad. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Dale. It's uh, useful information. You yeah. learn something new every night. Now, here. L- Lemmy, I, Lemmy, I don't. He's just gotten really lethargic, and he's gotten paralyzed from the waist down. Mm. Almost paralyzed. He can barely move his back legs and stuff. And uh, that happened fairly rapidly recently. Even seems like it's happened faster than it did with Winks. It took me a while to know that it was happening with Winks, and uh, so. So we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want, 800-259-9231. I mean, I don't want to turn the show into a, a bunch of <laughs> how I killed my pet stories, um, but I just thought that was it was sad, and I felt like it deserved to be mentioned. 800-259-9231. Have you ever wished that, uh, that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community with people that you know, businesses that you do business with? Well, Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost 
turnkey setup for you. All you have to do is go get six businesses in your area to sign up for Dell Valley Silver's uh, trade uh, you know, program that they have, and you'll be buying and selling with their silver tokens. It's not like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. Their rounds are extraordinarily uh, uh, you know, fairly priced. You can check them out at DellValleySilver.com. Get a hold of Karen there. Get started today. DellValleySilver.com. So we started the show out by talking about the new subway searches that are going on in Washington, D.C., as they are going on in New York. And I thought it was Philly also where they're happening. The the article here says they're happening in Boston. Maybe all three, maybe all four now are doing uh, the random subway checks. And, of course, we also know that in Philly they're actually just stopping and frisking people on the streets over 250,000 people stopped and frisked uh, last year with thousands being arrested, of course, mostly for things like drug possession. They're not catching terrorists because there really aren't – there's not any significant amount of terrorism happening here. So odds are against them actually catching any of those folks. Uh, but people with a bag of pot, yeah, those guys are going to get caught up in this. So we're seeing them happen uh, starting to spread from city to city, and it's just a matter of time now. If you live in a big city – you might as well just mark your calendar at some point in the future. This is going to come to to a city near you, and all they need is some excuse. They said that all they, you know, the reason for this was because somebody called in a bomb threat, as though that's the first time they've ever had a bomb threat at the uh, Washington D.C. subway. Yeah, it makes you wonder what they're going to do at the schools. Bomb threats happen at schools all the time. Well, they already have the, uh, you know, a lot of schools have the metal detectors, and maybe they're going to bring the body scanners into the schools. That's certainly a certainly a, I would say, a realistic possibility. So there's, uh, there's that story. And then since we're talking about so-called security, and remember when it comes to the government, it's just security theater. There's more proof of that. Mark, you the love to... Power of touch just got I don't powerful. think that spot should be running. Oh, that's, that's me <laughs> again. It's a damn autoplay things on the internet. Yeah. It is such bad web design. <laughs> I just when, got some free advertising on FTL. <laughs> yeah. That... Uh, bad web design when you go to a web page and they start playing audio yeah anything that makes noise right away i'm just like i'm, I'm, I'm almost inclined to just immediately shut the page just, yep. just a lot of the news the bigger news places are going to it though they, that's where this is yeah. abc news yeah just bad. common it's common it's bad because you know why it's bad if you've got like the computer speakers or whatever next to your computer and you've got them cranked up for whatever reason and you aren't expecting something to happen all of a sudden you'll get blasted out the audio just comes in and you're surprised you jump it might hurt because it's so loud if you're one at work, th- you get discovered that you're playing on the internet when you're not supposed to be. <laughs> one thing uh, you don't want when you have a uh, product, service, um, or you know, website is you don't want people to associate a uh, bad feeling with it. Um, remember that uh, you know the Homo sapien as it is today, it really isn't much different than that. Uh, that the shrieking monkey. Yeah, the, the monkey on the plains, uh, you know, cracking open skulls of uh, yeah. animals in order to scoop <laughs> easily the impressionable. And when you've got this uh, situation where a person you know has a bad feeling about your website when they go there it it isn't it's not good for your branding all right we're going to tell you what the uh the tsa has been up to here with some major failure numbers Uh, remember the red team mark's told us about them a million times on the show we've got an update uh, for you on exactly how successful the tsa has been at catching guns and stuff coming up Looking for a way to support Liberty? Now you can, and save while shopping online. FreeOzRadio.com brings you BitcoinsBack.com. BitcoinsBack.com gives you up to a 5% rebate every time you shop at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Newegg, and other online retailers. BitcoinsBack.com supports Liberty at the same time as it saves you money. BitcoinsBack.com, brought to you by FreeOzRadio.com.
what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Albert. And Mark. All right. So we're going to continue here. As I mentioned, the TSA, have uh, they, they've been tested again. Now, we've been telling you for a long time on this program that the TSA has regularly failed uh, to a significant extent. What's it, Mark? 60% at least failure rate? Every story I've ever seen has been in excess of 70%. I made up the statistic 50% because I know they must have done better than that someplace. But, um, you know, that everything I see from their red team that we get to see on the, uh, as far as the t- uh, statistics go, is always a stunningly bad number, like 80%, 90%. It's incredibly bad. They miss, uh, you know, just a, a tremendous amount of guns, knives, and bombs that they test themselves on. Well, here are some of the uh, the more – I guess these are some current numbers or – well, there's some from back in 07 and 06. But it's a good good time to reassess exactly what they're up to. Uh, last fall, this according to ABC News, as he'd done hundreds of times, Iranian-American businessman Farid Seif passed through security at a Houston airport and boarded an international flight. He didn't realize he'd forgotten to remove the loaded snub nose baby Glock pistol from his computer bag. But TSA officers never noticed as his bag glided along the belt. (laughs) This is so bad. Um, This is bad for a hundred different reasons. So what was the guy's name again? Run it by me again. Farid Sif. And where was he flying to? Uh, He was going through security at a Houston airport and getting on an international flight. Going to... Doesn't Iran? say. Okay. He's from Iran. Uh, Iran. Okay. Um, and he had a, uh, a snub-nosed Glock that he had in his carry-on bag. That is correct. Awesome. TSA officers awesome. never noticed as his bag glided along the belt and was x-rayed. When he got to his hotel after the three-hour flight, he was shocked to discover the gun traveled unnoticed from Houston. It's just impossible to miss it, you know? I mean, this is not a small gun. Clearly, it's not impossible. <laughs> How can you miss it? You cannot miss it, he said. <laughs> but the, T- I, the TSA, I think I saw somewhere else, that they, I don't know if it was this story or not, but they missed like a forty caliber uh, pistol, which is, you know, that's not a tiny thing. Oh, no, that'll... that'll- Put a big hole in you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, despite what most people believe about the painstaking effort to screen airline passengers and their luggage before they enter the terminal, it was not that unusual. Experts tell ABC News that every year since the September 11th terror attacks, federal agencies have conducted random covert red team tests where undercover agents try to see just how much they can get past the security checks at major U.S. airports. And while the Department of Homeland Security closely guards the results as classified... That's why we haven't heard updated numbers in the last few years. Because they don't want you to know. (laughs) They've got them. It's classified because they're numbskulls. Right. It's the Keystone Cops. Uh, Those that have leaked in media reports have been shocking. According to one report, undercover TSA agents testing security at a Newark airport terminal one day in 2006 found that TSA screeners failed to detect concealed bombs and guns 20 out of 22 times. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 20 
out. That's not twenty. 22. That's not twenty percent. That's twenty out of twenty-two times they missed. That's a ninety-one so and guns. We're not talking that's, about nail files and nail clippers here, people. We're talking about gu- guns and that's bombs. That's a ninety-five. That's ninety-one percent. Yeah. Oh, ninety-one yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. A ninety-one percent failure rate. That's <laughs> how much are they getting paid? Uh, how much? How much? How much yeah. of our taxes are going toward all that? Well, that's the solution, Dale. We just need to pay them more. Whenever a program doesn't work, it's because we're not putting enough money into it. A 2007 government audit leaked to USA Today revealed that an undercover agents were successfully slipping simulated explosives and bomb parts through Los Angeles' LAX airport 50 out of 70 attempts. In addition, at Chicago's O'Hare airport, agents made 75 attempts and succeeded in getting through undetected 45 times. So, despite the results, there's no sign that the numbers have changed as the screeners have been tested year after year, according to a former inspector general from the Department of Homeland Security. He said that those reports were classified, but it's sufficing to say that reports, both classified and unclassified, are concerning. Too often, guns and knives and fake explosives get through the checkpoint. And what is particularly concerning is that nine times out of ten, the checkpoint is the most critical layer of aviation security. And he said that a combination of factors is likely to blame for the persistent failures on the part of the screeners. Low pay, poor training, and the monotony involved in watching bags that pass through the x-ray machines are a recipe for trouble. So he says that, uh, to be fair to the screeners, it's very difficult work. After so It many- is absolutely very difficult work, but, you know, I... They're failing. There needs to be a new system. You cannot take a system where they miss... They they only they're only successful nine percent of the time, and you know come up with a better way of of implementing that system. The system itself stinks, and you need to get rid of it and try a different way. That's not likely what they're going to do. However, last month TSA chief uh, chief John Pistole told ABC News that the perf- poor performance during undercover tests helped convince him that airport screening needed to get that much tougher, and a desire to do better helped give rise to the controversial new regimen that including uh, that includes enhanced pat downs and backscatter machines that can see beneath a traveler's clothing. See, the solution isn't. Uh, you know, it isn't to have better training for their uh, for their employees or to do what we would suggest, which is to actually eliminate the government from the equation altogether and allow well, airlines and allow airlines to actually control their own security, thereby introducing competition and innovation into the world of airline security. No, no, the solution must come down from the bureaucrats at the top, the the wise men with the po- the political connections in uh, industries, so they can give their buddies, uh, co- you know, contracts like the people that make the backscatter machines. They can just arbitrarily begin some sort of new screening program. Whether or not it'll actually be more efficient or in any way more successful is doesn't a, really matter to them. Is another question. And you're right; it doesn't really matter. What matters to them is being able to point to something. It's like when after the the Hurricane Katrina debacles, you may recall, or back in 2005 when uh, Mississippi and Louisiana were devastated not by the natural disaster so much but by the government bureaucrats in the army corps of engineers who effed up and uh, you know built a, a levee incorrectly they uh, cuz all this damage was caused as a result of that the federal government came in there and tried to help but they actually ended up hurting Yay. people and they ended up preventing people who wanted to help from coming in and actually helping and there's just the whole debacle we covered it quite an quite an extent back then uh but afterwards 
when the government was basically shown as being, you know, numbskulls and screwing up and, and being responsible for hurting people, they made a big to-do about how they got rid of the head of the, the, uh, the FEMA at that time. And, of course, they just replaced him with somebody else. Nothing has really changed. They just they like to do something that they can point to publicly and say, see, we're changing. We're your government always looking out for you, trying to do the best we possibly can. Look, we're changing out this bureaucrat for another bureaucrat. Look, we're adding new machines to the security structure. Didn't they do the Shh, same Don't you th- question anything. Everything's fine. Didn't they do the same thing with the MMS um, after the uh, oil spilled? Didn't they fire the guy who was in charge there? And uh, that's the uh, Minerals mm. Management Service from recall. the federal government. I mean, you know, the, that's the ones the playbook, that were doing, though. The ones that were doing the, uh, the you know, uh, bringing in the hookers and doing the coke with the... Uh, yeah, the guys the, out there on the... Uh, I think it was Crank, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, just crazy stuff. I mean, just crazy. Yeah, so that way they can just kind of make some sort of superficial change and then the media will turn their attention away from that particular government agency and everybody will just think everything's fine because they, they changed out the head bureaucrat. Or in the case of the TSA, they've added a new machine to their repertoire as though this is it. Now the problem has been solved. But of course, they're not going to let you see what the results are of their tests. So you'll have no way of knowing whether or not the new backscatter machines are in any way, shape or form uh, more effective than their current The last thing they want you to know is how effective they are. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I've heard that the uh, the TSA opt-out guys, uh, the folks over at WeWon'tFly.com have another event coming up on the 23rd. Hasn't been a whole lot of buzz about that one, though, so maybe it's happening, maybe it's not. I presume it is. Love to hear more if you know about it. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airway. Thousands of years ago, From the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Slobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there free. We've got a mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can go to m.freetalklive.com and access our quick links to the the streams, the podcast, all there at m.freetalklive.com. If you're on any medications and you're getting your medications at a local pharmacy... It's likely that you're paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Go to uh, Discount Prescription Services. We'll get you your meds, and they'll get them to you at discounts as high as 70% off, and they'll deliver them to you right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click Become a Member on the left-hand side of the page. Their customer service is excellent. I've been through the process uh, purchasing there, and uh, it's it's not some kind of hard sell. They're, they're not giving you inferior products. Go check out meds.freetalklive.com and experience a day. It doesn't matter whether you're on Zetia, Nexium, Lipitor, Amplify, Boniva, Cialis, or Viagra. It's meds.freetalklive.com. Coming up here in a little bit, Mark, you're going to share what one Christian has to say about some of the other Christians 
out there and and how they give people you know in many ways Christians a bad name and the way that they kind of worship the state right yeah but that many that basically is pointing out that many Christians have lost their Christianity and have have turned to state worship I know a lot of Christians in New Hampshire that have that attitude about have that very same attitude that that there's that this there's it's a kind of blasphemy or not blasphemy it's a kind of idolatry. The worship you know, of the state, yes. worshiping the state, standing uh, the up, flag, pledging for allegiance, pledging yeah. the, to the flag. All it's very worshipful, and that it's a, it really ought to be seen as a time as a kind of idolatry. So we'll get into that here in a little bit. But first, to the phones and the fun. Jeremy is in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale, Bert, and Mark. Well, I wanted to talk about pirate radio tonight, guys, because I'm thinking about pirating your station. Well, pirate radio, while it sounds like a really cool term, is yeah, it may it may invoke the wrong, I don't know, the wrong view, the, the wrong vision of what it is. I mean, you're don't not pirating. You, you're, you're. Don't you want payment for me playing your show? I don't want any money. No. Oh, you don't? No, no. We we distribute our show for free. If you don't want any money, can I have all of yours? No, no, no I don't mean like that. I still got to pay the uh, the bills. <laughs> no. But I'm serious, guys. We're setting up a station here in Sitka AM. And I want to know how to get permission to, you know, like carry your show. But, you know, <laughs> well, that's I, a, that's I a good question. I'll tell you what. In, but, I'll tell you what. I'm going to let you go off the line here because you got a bad phone, but uh, we can answer that question here on the air. Uh, the the way Free Talk Live distributes itself is in whatever way possible. Uh, so, for instance, we've got 84 wonderful FCC licensed radio stations that are picking up the show, and generally the way they have to do it is uh, sign an agreement with our network, the Genesis Communications Network. To that way, we can officially list them as an affiliate on our list. Otherwise, we don't really know that they exist and we can't count them unless they're officially on board uh, it would be you know it'd be fine if they were on board anyway but we can't sell them to our advertisers we can't promote them in any way shape or form so they have to do it kind of the the official way but if you're just going to set up your own transmitter and you're looking for content uh, just take the show and put it on the air I don't mean, you have a, a website specifically to guide people through that process that's right i do uh dale it's a uh, broadcast.lrn.fm people can go there in fact i was on with ernie hancock this week on his show declare your independence and we spent about two hours talking about not only how you can start your own radio station but how you could start your own show and how you can begin you know creating content as well uh, but lrn.fm is uh, my little internet network that we put shows like ernie and anti-war radio and and free talk live uh, mark stevens and the no state project and and some others uh, we put those shows on and we've got a 24/7 live stream that people can they can tune into they can listen as a listener or they can do what jeremy and his friends are doing and start their own radio station and and use that as the programming. And if you want to add in your own local show, it's very easy to do. So I've added uh, instructions and suggestions and suggestions on the equipment that you might want to uh, that you might want to purchase and different kind of different levels for budgets because you can do it on the cheap for maybe a you know several hundred dollars or a few hundred a few hundred bucks or you can do it for a few thousand dollars. You can really kind of pour as much money into uh, this as you want, but then again you always have to remember if you're not doing it the legal route, then there's always a chance you'll lose all the equipment in some sort of an FCC raid, although the FCC typically doesn't raid right out the gate. Uh usually and I, you can't say for certain that you won't get raided right out 
right out the gate, but most of the time, in most of the the stories I've heard, they usually just send some agents to snoop around and poke around uh, your property first and try to talk to you to try to ascertain who the uh, the operator is. They can figure out where you are pretty easily by triangulating your signal, and so they can generally discover the property from which the signal is or uh, is is originating. But they don't know if it's the landlord that's running the station. They don't know if it's the tenant or if it's like a multifamily house they don't know which tenant it is and so they have to be able to ascertain that that information before they could bring any kind of fine or or some kind of criminal uh, charge or, or raid a house for instance typically it's not to say they won't there's one guy over at uh, at our forum over the bbs there's a there's a section dedicated to running your own radio station there there's one guy who claims that he was raided just with no warning whatsoever Huh. So, so that's why I say there is always that chance. But most of the time, they're going to leave a notice uh, on your door. They're going to knock on your door. They're going to try to talk to you. There's no reason to talk to them. <laughs> there is nothing you can gain from talking to these people. Same thing with the police. In general, unless you called them, it's very rare that you will uh, in any way benefit from speaking to them. Because they're usually speaking to you for the purposes of finding a reason to arrest you for something. And the same way, the FCC is speaking to you to find out if you're the operator of the radio station. Oh, this is your radio station? Well, we'd like to come in and inspect it. Oh, mm-hmm. what's your name? Well, they're going to fill your name in on sure. the, uh, the notice yep. that they're going to send. That's the more going... in the dark you can keep them, the better. Yeah, and you do not have to open your door for anyone. There's no law that says you do. Whether Absolutely. It's them or the police or someone else, like you said. And, and if they have a warrant, they're going to bust the door down if they need to. And, you know. Yep, you know, exactly. they might, You may hear them shouting they have a warrant, and then you might want to answer the door. And yeah. if you do that, step out and shut the door and talk to them, Get make sure they have the warrant and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, and bring out your video I've camera. several times, several times had police come to my house, uh, or the house where I was living at the time, and... Uh, and we didn't let him in. And I, I, and I went away. Yeah, I, I remember one. Uh, the, uh, apparently, the, the officer was looking for an ex-roommate who wasn't there. And they were shining lights in. And what I had heard was, well, if they saw the roommate they were looking for, then they could bust in. That's like probable really? cause. You know, if they're actually out looking for someone, they have an arrest mm-hmm. warrant for that person, and they can see that that person is inside that residence, they can break in and get them. But like they didn't see him. They were they were shining lights in. It was very rude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a cop at the front door and the back door. It was very unnerving. Like what in the heck? Absolutely. We didn't know what they were there for. We were really wondering. Yeah, I remember and, that. Night, y'all made a video of that too. Actually, I you? speculated it had something to do with silly stuff about the neighbor's dogs or something because the, an animal control agent had come earlier and we hadn't mm-hmm. opened the door for him. So, you know, maybe he called. But they the went away and they didn't come back, right? They went away and didn't come back. And at one point, I even walked up to the door, uh, looked right through the window, right to the right to his eye. Le- put, reached over and locked the door, <laughs> and then walked up the stairs and ignored him. And uh, yeah. so, it's a good idea to keep the door locked if, uh, if the police are snooping about uh, because it. There's a chance they'll just try the door and, and walk right in. So, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I uh, think uh, these guys seem to know that they shouldn't do that. Like, they, they, they were knocking instead. They knocked a couple times, and, and they, I think it was clear to them that when they saw that we were in there, there were, people, there were several roommates home in the living room. And so I think they, they knew that they shouldn't just walk in. You know, I actually had an encounter with the FCC recently. Uh, there, was, uh, there was a radio station on the air here in Keene, New Hampshire, without FCC permission, and uh, was given notice that they were snooping around a, a neighborhood in which the, uh, the, you know, there may have been a transmitter located around there. And I showed up to kind of, you know, scope things out and see what was going on. And these guys were just kind of basically they were loitering in the neighborhood, walking around, looking suspicious, uh, <laughs> talking on a talking on a cell phone. And the operator had told me that they had come up and tried to ask questions at uh, at the front door. 
and the, you know, the operator was not interested in answering those questions. And so the operator was aware of who the, the agents were and was pointed out to, uh, to me. And then Sam and I went over and we, uh, you know, we, had a little, uh, we had a little chat with them on camera. And I actually recorded that on Quick, and they were trying to be very intimidating, and like they turned away from uh, from our cameras, and so Sam had his camera out, and I had my uh, cell phone, and I was quicking it. So it's actually online over at uh, the Freekeen. Excuse me. Yeah, I think it's on the it's on the Freekeen Live YouTube channel. You can see it there. Uh, YouTube slash Freekeen Live. And uh, so I go around the other side because the two guys turned away when Sam pointed his camera at them. Because FCC agents must be undercover, right? Yeah, I you know it. So silly. One thing I've learned. When so you're I walked dealing around with... on the yeah. other side to get the to get their faces on uh, on my camera, and then they walked up and got on my face and were trying to intimidate me, like we've got a visual now or something. They said something <laughs> to, to that uh, to that effect, like we've got a visual ID, and I was like, oh, good for you. You know what I've learned about <laughs> dealing with agents like that and police and things is that, and, and this is difficult. It's it's, it's something that takes practice. I mean, you have to encounter them a few times and be thinking about it each time. But if you just don't act freaked out, if you're just very calm, if you're not unnerved, which is their goal, mm-hmm. then then they get unnerved. Yep. Because they're like, something's not working. This is how I was trained to deal with people, and it's not working. We're What's supposed wrong? to be intimidating you. Yeah. You're, 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 if you're not intimidated, it freaks them out. Yeah. 800-259-9231. So there's more information about that. You can go to broadcast.lrn.fm to learn more. Get over into the forum there, and uh, there's a lot of detail. Very useful stuff. Hour two is coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. There's more. You can buy Liberty Stickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on the air, online. Lots of features on our website. We give them all away. Freetalklive.com. Enjoy them. The main feature allows you to control the content of the site. So if you see something online that you want to share with other listeners, which could be something useful, like a news story or something completely useless, like... The one guy, one, what was it? The one guy, one glass jar or something? Uh, we, oh, my that's, God. We're really useless. Talking about some very un, <laughs> some very gross things during the break. Yeah, yeah, so you can no post whatever you wanted. No intention of seeing that. You can post whatever you wanted over there. At, uh, so that means we're going to have to sneak it on Mark when he's not at least. No. Free talk hey, Mark, I want to show you this video about some puppies. <laughs> this puppy's playing. So that. 
You submit it to the site. <laughs> Others vote whether they like or dislike. And if it's liked enough, it'll make it to the front page of the site. And then other people see it. And we might see it and talk about it. So go to freetalklive.com where you can do that stuff. And it's all totally free. To the phones and the fun. Coming up, though, we'll talk about Christians and exactly how they've lost their way. Uh, we'll according, for, to, according, according to to a Christian. Yeah, this guy. Because there aren't any Christians on the show tonight. Three Quakers in the studio, but no no Christians. Uh, so Kenny is on the line in Florida. Kenny, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, Kenny. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I just got done watching a movie called um, You Don't Know Jack, and basically that's a movie about um, Dr. Kevorkian. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard of him. I've heard of Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I saw a preview of that film, and it looks pretty darn good. Yeah, um, basically, um, I mean, it's... After I got done watching it, I just I I was pretty much disgusted at the lawyers and everything because the point he was making is that it's up to the individual whether they want to end their own life and all he was doing is assisting um, absolutely assisting them. and I wanted to get um, your take on um, on that. Well, I mean, it should be pretty predictable uh, what our take is going to be. Uh, it's freedom, man. I mean, if you want to end your life, then you should be able to hire somebody to help you with that. And uh, in hiring a doctor makes sense because they're going to be able to do it in a way that is is not messy, like by a, a shotgun blast. I mean, that's a, that's a messy thing. Uh, it's you know, also it's, not very nice for your, uh, your your loved ones. Yeah, it's going to be done in a way that is is uh, you know relatively simple and uh, maybe not so painful. As well, and Apparently so not painful at all. Yeah. If it's you know, that's kind of the point. The chemical I, cocktail, basically. And, and the, these people are so a lot of these people. They're they're suffering a very slow and miserable uh, terminal death. illness. In yeah, many cases. they're suffering a, a slow, painful death that's very um, dehumanizing, and that's kind of the point. Yes, you know, I I don't really care if somebody is suffering a slow and painful death. Although I would suspect that most people that would employ oh, these yes, methods you would care be if it was in your mother circumstance. What I care is if uh, you own your body. If you want to end your body, if you're in the peak of uh, peak of your health and you want to end your body for fun to see what's on the other side, I think you should be able to do it. I agree with you, but I doubt that you'll find very many doctors willing to help you in that circumstance. I suspect that to, you know. I suspect you're right because uh, they take the oath to, to actually help people, and they might not see that as helping. Indeed, um, I think that uh, you know doctors should be able to make that decision. They own their bodies. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody owns their body. If they decide that they want to end their life for whatever reason. It may, I may consider it a waste, but it's theirs to waste it. If they've got a ice cream cone and they want to drop it on the ground and step on it, it's theirs. It's not mine. And to suggest that I can stop them from ending their life is to suggest that I own them, body and soul. And I don't. And the, but the message of the movie and, and the, the courts pretty much agree with that. But there was a part where um, Dr. Kevorkian was uh, kicking, up, kicking it up a notch where he was – there was um, – I think it was patient 130, where he was physically uh, disabled, where he couldn't, um, because he, the way he had it set up, he would have them to pull like a string or something, and, and they would button, release yeah. the gas. And But this patient, he was physically disabled, and he couldn't do it, and so the doctor um, gave him the injections himself. And they got him on murder charges that way. Yep. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I, did, I, I know how they got him. I remember the, uh, I, uh, remember the the case and everything like that. But, you know, I don't. I think that if you own your body, that you should be able to transfer. Um, you know, through contract or whatever, the power over, uh, you know, the the power and the ability to kill yourself to someone else. I can go out and make a uh, purchase of a home on my own. 
but I might want to employ a professional real estate agent to do that. And, you know, I might I could go fix my car, but I can employ a a mechanic to do that. I might want to end my life, but I should be able to employ a doctor who's interested in my well-being to do that. Yeah, but they're not even to the stage where they want to let you do it. No, no, they don't. <laughs> so, so the hiring someone else to do it is still, you know, another two steps away. Really, it's one of the most bizarre issues I think out there because the people that would be in favor of keeping people who want to be dead alive, I just don't understand. I just don't. It's hard for me to even comprehend why someone would be so meddlesome in someone else's life. Why they would be so concerned about whether or not another individual chooses to make uh, to to take their own life? I just don't get it. This is so often a religious argument where I agree. religion and state are are blurred up, and um and and that's where it comes from. I think a lot of that is just if if there's a sense if it's an immoral thing, then it should be an illegal thing. You know, immoral in this in the in the context of a certain religious point of view. So yeah, um, so um. Anybody out there listening, I just who who really doesn't know the message about um, personal responsibility and um, ownership of oneself, I would like to recommend this movie because it's a really good movie and it and it get, really gets you thinking about um, personal responsibility and stuff like that. So I just wanted to. Can you give the name of the film again? The name of the movie is uh, "You Don't Know Jack." It stars Al Pacino. As really? Yes. Vorkian. Yep. And it also has uh, John Goodman and uh, Susan Sarandon in it. I'm going to add it to my. Uh, I'm going to add it to my Netflix. Thanks for the uh, the call tonight, Kenny. I You're appreciate welcome. hearing from you. You don't. I, I know... just added it to mine. So <laughs> yeah, that's how I know that. <laughs> you don't know Jack, which by the way was a great game in the 19, uh, 1990s. Yeah, I remember that. It was a it was a little computer game, and actually I looked it up recently just for fun, just to see if it was still around. And up until at some point, I think it was last year, they were actually making web versions of it, and then they stopped all of a sudden. They made a like a hundred different. Like every week, they had a new "You Don't Know Jack" web edition out mm. with new questions and stuff like that, just like the old school back in the 1990s. Just like a Trivial Pursuit kind of thing, knockoff. Have you ever played "You Don't Know Jack"? No, I have not. No, I, it's it's just I a, saw the commercials on TV in prison. Gotcha. Anything gotcha. that happened in the nineties, you can pretty much write it off for me. <laughs> well, I think they were. I think it was late nineties, Mark, and then you know they had some of the aughts, like the early yeah. aughts. I didn't um, rush out of prison to buy board games, dude. But it wasn't a board game; it was an electronic uh, game, and it was a lot of fun. It was like a really original kind of a trivia game. And um, anyway, they really did a great job with it, and I hope it comes back someday. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You know, I saw that preview for you don't know Jack the movie, and I didn't even recognize Al Pacino. I thought, boy, that guy sure looks like a lot like Jack Kevorkian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's good. It's amazing, uh, you know. Um, All right, give him so kudos. That's why he gets the big bucks. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> so you can bring up whatever you want, and maybe you're somebody who thinks that you shouldn't be able to take your own life. Can you explain that to me, please? I know I've asked this before, and I don't know if I've ever been satisfied with any answers on it. It's going to be, uh, you know. I, I can't imagine any answers. Uh, I'd love to hear something to the contrary, but I can't imagine any answers that aren't based on some sort of religious morality. What are you going to tell me, that Jesus thinks you should suffer? I just don't understand. What is it, Mark? What do you have? Um, I Where's it from? Have a, f- a friend who okay. I talked to um, who is concerned that if you allow doctors to uh, you know, get uh, execute people that they will start taking liberties and start doing other people that's his his concern meaning, heard, i think i have heard that wait meaning, I, I think it's quite ridiculous but hold I on let that. me see if i understand you're saying they'll they'll get hooked 
on killing no, people? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they may have, uh, you know, that they may believe that they, doctors believe they know better than you. I mean, go go see one, and uh, you know, to, you meaning know, they'll tell someone they need to die and they don't need to die. Or what are you getting at? I don't understand. They'll execute people. That's what I'm getting at. Discreetly, I suppose. Meaning without their permission. They'll yes, that's what the the fear is of this uh, this, I this mean, person. I, I don't, don't. I kind of don't. You imagine that if doctors feel that way, that they'd be doing that anyway. They could do it now. And because it's it's not like it's going to suddenly be okay if, if if people are allowed to decide for themselves to die. That doesn't mean that we're advocating murder. There's a big difference. Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But I think that's what these people have to do. They have to really stretch to the absurd in order to even say something that makes any kind of point on this issue. You can take control, bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com. Whatever you want by dialing in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free. So head there. Enjoy those on us. We've got the webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. Our chat room is built into the same page as the cam. So go on over there and do that and enjoy cam.freetalklive.com. It's all completely free. Thanks to Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the uh, world's largest selection of discounted Optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off of list price. They also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. It's MemoryDealers.com. Their products are in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right. As we continue here, uh, you can, of course, bring up whatever you want. And we've been talking about, actually, uh, Kenny had called in to discuss the Jack Kevorkian. There's a new Jack Kevorkian movie. You don't know Jack uh, is what it's called. And it brought up, of course, the issue of the you know, the ability to take one's own uh, one's own life without having somebody attempt to interfere in that process. And in most cases, it's illegal to attempt or, suicide. Or to have repercussions uh, after an attempt. You know, if you attempt suicide, there are some can, can be very, you know, horrible it's a repercussions afterward. Yeah, it's a criminal act. So. I don't know if it's a misdemeanor or a felony, or I imagine I it's a people, misdemeanor. People but... often end up in a, in a mental institution. Afterwards? Know, yeah, which is... which is Against some, their will. In some cases, can be worse than prison, I think. But... Um, you know, which is, sort of presumes that if you've tried to take your own life, then you, you must, must be crazy. Be, you must be insane. Yeah. So, I certainly don't understand it. I mean, I can, I, you know, I understand that. Don't understand but, what? Yeah, but not understanding something of their own accord. I mean, you know, if, if you're if you're ill, I get I get that. But um, I, I understand being concerned whether someone is of a right mind if that if that happens, uh, particularly if they seem healthy and they're just having bad, you know, rough time of things or something. And that but, happens but versus someone who has a terminal illness that is making them suffer a very slow and painful death. I mean, there's a huge night and day difference, you know, between 
some someone who seems to spontaneously decide to kill themselves and someone who uh, is in in that in that particular situation yeah. which Kevorkian dealt with so those people out there that may or may not be listening here tonight and if you're not listening as we're doing the show call in at a later point and give us your perspective on this but to explain why it is you would not support someone's right to make those choices to that make that significant choice that final choice uh for oneself for one's own life to take one's life why would you be opposed to that i I, 1-800-259-9231 and do you think those people would change the way they feel if it were a family member of theirs like it's one thing for them to say they uh, they oppose it and to to speak out against it, but then when it's their grandmother or their father or something like that that is uh, the one lying on their deathbed and in just incredible amounts of uh, constant pain with some kind of just disease terminal illness that's eating away at their body year after year after year, and that's um you know the the pain the the you know inability to get up just the the lack of a life. How People long could they continue want to die? Right. You've got to you've got to imagine how horrible your existence must be if that's the case. And I can only at you know when you're talking about somebody who's terminally ill and I would you know that's to me that's the you know the way I under, I would understand this is you know those people by you know I I can't tell them no. I wouldn't be able to tell them no. Could you? 1-800-259-9231. Somehow, I predict, we won't get anybody saying yes to that. At least not tonight. Uh, but the number's there for you if you'd like to share your thoughts with us at 800-259-9231. Meantime, Mark, I uh, want to go to Chuck Baldwin, who is... He was the Constitution Party presidential candidate in the year 2008. 2008. Yeah. And, of course, the... Don't let them fool you with the name Constitution Party. Eh, you know they're they're not really liberty oriented like say Ron Paul was uh, liberty oriented, no, but they're they're like liberty with a dash of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I like that. That's not in the. It's not in the party name at all. No, it's, no, it's, it's no, sneaky, kind of like you know. So but, his. Uh, his article here and understand like i'm reading this because a i think that he he makes some really great points in it i'm not reading it as a christian i'm i'm going to read his words um you know so he's a christian yeah, and he has a, very things very to christian, say about christians very christian guy or he so-called says, christians yep. right many of us grew up in sunday school and church we've heard the great bible stories over and over again we've heard about the story of how moses's mother defied pharaoh and hid her little baby in the bulrushes We heard the story of how Moses killed the Egyptian taskmaster defending a Hebrew slave and later became the great deliverer of God's people. We heard the story of young David going out alone against the Philistines' greatest warrior, Goliath. We heard the story of how Saul's servants refused to carry out the king's order to murder the high priest Ahimelech. We know well the story of Daniel, who defied his government's order to refrain from praying. The stories of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I don't know most of these stories. Are very familiar to us. If if you saw them in you know the, in the the form that you were told them when you were a kid, I remember know. hearing those names, the Shadrach, Meshach thing. But the, those are the ones thrown into the fiery furnace. I don't know what that All is. Right. Um, well, the people who are listening do. The so, Christians, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, lots of people were raised with these anyway, stories. I was, but I don't Wait, remember. Are you, are you using groupism <laughs> to describe our listeners? The, the I was raised with these stories, I think. I mean, they sound vaguely familiar. I'm but. suggesting that the people that don't care aren't listening anymore. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> we heard our uh, teachers and preachers extol their courage in defying the government's order to bow to the image of their emperor. Remember that... Right, John- you weren't supposed to worship idols. I remember that part. Right. 
That was like a big deal. I mean, that was what wasn't that one of the Ten Commandments? The the idol worship, yeah, graven thing? image. Sure, right. We remember that John the Baptist went to prison and was eventually beheaded for not preaching, uh, not for preaching the gospel, but for criticizing the king for his immoral behavior. We certainly recall the story of Simon Peter, who bluntly told his civil magistrates, "We ought to obey God rather than men." We know that the Apostle Paul wrote many of his epistles from inside government prisons. We certainly recall that before John penned the Revelation, he had been banished to an island prison for his civil, by his civil authorities. I challenge Christians to objectively look at the great stories of the Bible, heroes, um, the Bible stories heroes in both Testaments and observe how many times they are noted for either being martyred for defying a civil authority or perhaps for being delivered from death or defying a civil, um, for defying a civil authority. The stories of defiance to civil government in one form or another comprise a great percentage of all the stories contained in the Bible, perhaps mm. even a majority of them. And I think he might be right mm. on this. It's, it's, I wish that I had come up with this. I mean, it's not like I don't have the grounding in the biblical stories, uh, but, he, you know, he puts it so well, and that's why I, I wanted to read Isn't it. Isn't he like a pastor or something yeah, like something that? Something like that. I mean, he's a very biblical guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, very Christian guy. So how has it happened that a majority of today's Christians, it seems, uh, Chuck Baldwin uh, writes here, it seems have become such sheepish slaves of the government? How has it happened that, for the most part, the concept of courage in the face of government oppression has been totally lost on the average Christian? Uh, before he goes on, and I'd church. Like to, yeah, before he goes on, I'd like to speculate a little bit here. I think it's because that uh, well, people are cowardly and they don't want to be like Jesus. They just want to uh, believe in Jesus, right? Because they just want the bennies. Well, right. It used to. I thought that the definition of a Christian was one who is Christ-like, one who attempts to emulate Christ. But now they say that, well, you just have to believe that Jesus is your Savior and you're going to go to heaven. And that's all they really seem to be concerned about. Some of them say you just had to have said it once. More coming up. You can take control here. Christians and what they're really supposed to be. It's Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. One of the many imaginative graphic novels from BigHeadPress.com is... Odysseus the Rebel, a new twist on an old story. This is not your daddy's Odysseus. BigHeadPress.com will help you spark imaginations and free minds with their enjoyable web comics and graphic novels. Beautifully illustrated, inspirational stories will make your holiday gift-giving a mind-free experience that will be appreciated and enjoyed. Sample Odysseus the Rebel online before you buy at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We invite you to enjoy the wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. You can edit virtually anything that's there, wiki.freetalklive.com. So how soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? You know, Christmas is coming up. If you've got children on the uh, the Christmas list, An Island Called Liberty is a great gift. It's a book. It's a simple stories, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. It's kind of like a cross between Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. You go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some samples there. Order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with the coupon code FTL. An Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. Chuck Baldwin, uh, he's got some thoughts. And this guy is somebody who's a very religious dude, very Christian 
kind of guy. He's also involved in uh, the world of politics, ran for president in 2008, and was kind of buddy-buddy with Ron Paul to uh, to some extent. Yeah, Ron Paul threw his votes behind uh, Baldwin and uh, yeah. some other uh, third-party uh, candidates. And um, It's a little, uh, little too theological uh, or the- the- theocratic, perhaps, uh, for, for my taste. Uh, but nonetheless, I think Baldwin probably still would have been a better choice than, uh, than say, John McCain or uh, or Barack Obama. Um, all that said, he's taken the Christians to task, pointing out that it's his opinion that in the Bible it's just full, chock full of stories of uh, people that are heroically refusing to obey the government and in many cases martyred uh, and, and jailed for that. So go ahead, Mark. With the- He says, uh, Chuck Baldwin continues, for all intents and purposes, it is time for many Christians to shred their Bibles because the lessons and principles of God's word have absolutely no influence over their attitudes and conduct. And I think this is very important, um, and this is one of the reasons that I really dug the Quaker uh, meetings, is that these people truly intend to live their story. They don't, they aren't, you know, Sunday Christians or whatever. Um, you know, they believe, they believe their religion and they live it. And I yeah, think a lot Quakers of Quakers are paying taxes That's kind too. Of the, it seems like the point, you know, it's like, it almost feels like, you know, what's the point of doing this if you're not using it to guide your your life i mean well the point's to save your soul right i mean that's what it's all boiled down to I, I, so I maybe that's the big difference to me and then maybe that's why the the quakers have been more appealing to me is because it's uh it's talking about applications right now in our lives and in the and and how we interact with other people in the world and so. oh, ian um if you were to go into meeting and say that – when you have gone into meeting and say that you don't pay income tax because you don't believe that the government should be fighting wars in your name, mm-hmm. they extol you. What do you think it would be like in any other church? Probably not so friendly. Just saying. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, like, I like so There's the a different atmosphere entirely. No, the Quakers are way not, more open-minded, no doubt about it. But That's not open-mindedness, man. That's support. Okay? Open-mindedness well, they're not going to stop paying their own taxes. Tolerate it. They'll tolerate your behavior. Yeah. Uh, they, these people would support you over it. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, they give good. of their time and energy. They may not be willing to make the sacrifices that you're willing to make. Well, isn't that what Chuck Baldwin well, here is saying? Is that the Christians aren't either because they talk a good, you know, maybe they talk well, it's about worse than that. They're, it's worse than the not taking bold actions like stop paying your taxes and things like that. Because a lot of people don't do that out of uh, because of duress. But it's, it's, what's worse is that being vocally uh, and, and openly supportive of of actions that they ought to be against, at the very least, speaking out against, if not taking action against. So, um, anyway, for example, if the story of Peter in prison were being experienced today, instead of the church rallying behind their pastor and conducting an all-night prayer meeting for him, most church members would be excoriating him in the name of Romans chapter 13. This Which is the, is one, the, that's the one render that says unto Caesar? Just, yeah, uh, no, not the render unto Caesar. This one says that uh, it, it's one of Paul's letters. And if Paul knew that his letters were going to go to the Bible, I'm sure he would have written them differently. Um, but And this is the guy that spent so much time in jail. He said that God put these authority figures over you, blah, 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 blah. So um, you have to obey them. There's one verse. Obedience to authority is obedience to God or something like that? That, that, kind, of, that kind of thing. Um, now, remember, Chuck Baldwin's just made the point that, the, that likely the majority of stories in the Bible Bible are about people standing up to civil government. But this one verse is what every Christian falls back on when it comes to the government. Chapter 13 of Romans. 
And this is, you know, this is, I, I don't believe that the Bible is the unerring word of God, but if you do, you have to really, you know, think about all those stories, about all those people that stood up to government, the government that apparently God put there in front of them and uh, for them. And, you know, what are those people doing? Were all these people that the Bible is about, were they doing bad things because Roman chapter 13 is there? Instead of Paul being let down the wall in a basket to escape the civil authorities trying to apprehend him, the average Christian today would be the first one to turn him over to the authorities. <laughs> in the mind of the average Christian, God is not God. Government is God. For instance, when one well-known Christian attorney... Well, was, their government is God. The other governments are the you know tools of Satan, but the mm-hmm. American government is the godly government. It's absolutely true. Christians put their hands of their hearts and say little prayers to that uh, graven image called the flag. They, they, they uh, pledge their allegiance to it. How can a Christian pledge allegiance to a, a graven image? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, well, idol the worship. pledge says God in it, so it must be a godly pledge. <laughs> <laughs> and the Antichrist will claim to be from God, too. Hmm. That's so they say. So, uh, for instance, when one well known Christian attorney was recently confronted by the teaching of Scripture relative to the church's independence from government, meaning no church should allow itself to be subjected to the government's tyrannical 501c3 non profit tax exempt status. How many churches haven't? How many churches out there have not Few. applied for some sort of governmental and been granted uh, these governmental tax status? Few. Stat high. Stat high? Statuses? Yeah, Statuses. I think it's statuses. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. He said um, that might be biblically correct, but it's not legally correct. In other words, the Christian attorney would rather the church be legal than biblical. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that seems to be the attitude of well, the vast about majority the of Wait a minute, uh, professing it's, Christians today. It's all about the money, right? I mean, the, the 501c3 tax status, doesn't that allow people to take deductions? Yes. Right? So it's, it's about the, the church. church doesn't have to pay taxes. It's about the church being able to say to its uh, parishioners, well, you can give uh, to the church and write it off. Actually, a church does not have to fi- file as a 501c3 according to the law. It's just that they mostly do because it's a no it's no a you don't have to sure legal status oh they wouldn't have to pay taxes either they are tax exempt through the law because regardless the, of whether they file for that status yes. is what you're saying um, a church that that much is true but for they're doing it to they're, to, they're doing to, it to, to sell cover all their bases that's it's what people like, do they're with validating the government. through the government when they should not feel the need yep. to be validated by the government god mm-hmm. should validate them and then what happens is the government as this was pointed out during a recent i think the recent election the 2008 election at least well there were pointing out that these churches were essentially being silenced in many ways because yes. the pastors would take some sort of a p- political position and someone would get upset about that they would go to the irs and say hey this this pastor at this 501c3 church is saying you know you need to support a mccain or you need to support obama and they're not allowed to do that so remember, whenever you sign up with some government program, whether it's welfare or, in this case, uh, the the tax exemption, which is just kind of a subsidy, uh, then wh- whatever it is, there's strings that, that are attached that now all of a sudden you can't have an opinion. Right. And right, that, that's the thing. If a preacher believes that one candidate is superior in his mind over another and he can back that up with a sort of scriptural, uh, biblical or religious belief, there's no reason he shouldn't say that from the pulpit. And the idea that you would silence him, it just goes to show how far this country has fallen. And from- it just goes to show you that essentially by becoming a 501c3 corporation or whatever, that you are becoming an arm of the state. That you're becoming... A- whether you like it or not, a tool of those who are in the government. Absolutely. The government silences them in that area, that important area. And, uh, you know, they're just they they are the lackeys. 
So he says, unfortunately, it seems to be the attitude of the vast majority of professing Christians today that they would rather please the government than please God. They would rather obey the government than obey God. They would rather be at peace with the government than be at peace with God. Mm. When it comes to the courage of risking anything of value in order to do right, forget it. Yep. Think of what Abram risked. That stands true for all Americans, for most Americans. But Christians are supposed to be people of substance. They're supposed to believe so thoroughly in something that they are going to lay down their life for it. (laughs) Right. And that's the nonsense. These same people will call in here and excoriate us for our beliefs. For for picking on the Christians. I'll explain in the next segment why I don't don't understand why uh, Christians don't kill their children. Uh, I'd like to know why. Here in a moment. I'll explain in the next segment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Perhaps you are a Christian. You've got some thoughts you want to add in. You're certainly welcome to. You don't have to be a Christian. They'll call in about anything. Free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. You want dial in toll free 800 259 9231. The SACL CAI toll free line 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. And by the way, if you want to help support the show, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through that link and you can order stuff, I believe, still in time for uh, Christmas. It's probably not too too late you may have to get the speedier shipping but go over to amazon.freetalklive.com get the stuff you want and the stuff you need and get them at great prices have them delivered directly to your door and help free talk live out all at the same time shop at amazon.freetalklive.com do it like jason osborne from cycle cai does he does this all uh, all so much of his shopping on uh, amazon.freetalklive.com jason's the man yep you should too uh check out cycle cai they've got the top banner on the right hand side of the page at freetalklive.com that's right as we continue here now we've been talking about uh, we are talking about chuck baldwin and he is uh, the Constitution Party. He's a really kind of religious guy, a very Christian dude. In fact, I think he's been a pastor or is a pastor. And he's calling out the Christians, man. He's, he's letting them have it, basically saying to them, look, you guys are not doing what Christians are supposed to do. You're just a bunch of obedient sheep. You're worshiping the government. You're not worshiping the, the Christian uh, God. You're worshiping the, the state. And that is not very Christian. And being obedient to the, to the state is not very Christian. And he's pointing out that the, in the Bible, it's chock full of stories of people that were disobedient uh, to the state in the name of uh, of their God. And he's saying that these, you know, these so-called Christians today are, you know, just a pale shadow of what uh, what they could be. In fact, not even a pale shadow, maybe even the reverse of what they should be. And Dale, you wanted to, I guess, bring something up about them killing children. What's that all about? Oh well, this is um, something I've always kind of wondered. I, I, I don't wonder so much about it now. I think I know the answer, but. Uh, if you really believe sincerely 100% in this notion that, you know, you must accept Christ as your Savior, you're going to burn in hell for all eternity, and that if you do accept Christ as your Savior, then you're going to go to heaven for all eternity, 
then if you have children, my thought is uh, there's a fairly good chance that sometime throughout their life, if you look at just statistically, there's a fairly good chance they're going to grow up and stop believing the religion that you taught them. I did. Uh, a lot of people. A I did too. I'm one of them. Uh, you did. A lot of people. Ha- a lot of people have. And so you're running a risk. You're risking like this lifetime is 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 a, 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 a not even a grain of sand. In in a, in a giant, and uh, you know, in one of those Wizard of Oz witch um, hourglasses mm-hmm. <laughs> size things, that's two feet tall. When our, this life is not even a grain in the sand, and in the in the uh, perspective of all eternity, and you're talking about risking your child's soul. That uh, if you again, if you if you really believe that, that this is true, that that if they stop, if they change, if they stop believing, if their faith wavers. And they die that way, then they're going to go to hell for all eternity. And my thought is, you get a child, you get them baptized, you get them to accept Christ as their Savior, and they seem all on board, blow their brains out if no, you really believe that. No, you can't do that. That'd be murder. <laughs> yeah, that'd be thou shalt not kill. You've well, but that's violating. your problem. Do you care about, you know, are you going to be selfish? I mean, go seek forgiveness <laughs> later, but do you care about your child? I mean, how much are you, are you, going to, are you not willing to risk that for your is child? Is that unforgivable? If, if, you know? If you, if, <laughs> now, in the Ten Commandments, it says thou shalt not kill. Is that unforgivable if you kill somebody and then... But, but you know, I know why can they you take don't. it back. I mean, can you can you say Jesus, I'm sorry, and then you're you know absol- absolved of that? You would, uh, as I understand, you have to uh, say you have to apologize in a manner that you know be, you have to actually believe your apology. Well, um, well, well what if I mean, don't you? If you sincerely believe that your I child might go to hell, from, you're like, look, I, if you say if you don't, I always heard you have to answer to God for your sins when you die. I'm sure if you go to God and say I was, I, you know, I was willing to risk my soul to save my child's. Because, you know. That's an act of love, right? <laughs> and, uh, and 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 you know, and, and please forgive me. Uh, you know, I but I just couldn't. I just couldn't bear the thought to risk that my child <laughs> might stop believing in, in Jesus someday and go I to hell for all eternity. Know whether I have uh, more hope? Uh, you know, like I, you know, I'm I'm glad that Christians aren't as crazy as what oh, you're talking well, about. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm glad they're not going around killing their kids. I mean, I, no, but I'm saying go- that, and 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 I and I and I know why. And 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 and, and what made me think of it was you were talking about Christians behaving this way, and 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 I was analyzing that and i think something you said was uh the answer in my mind was they don't really believe it uh, you know they they believe it on some surface level and they've convinced themselves to a large degree but on some level there's this constant doubt okay so they don't really believe what they claim no to believe i don't think on, so i think that what you're level. talking about is absolute um utter insanity and the reason is is that uh if if Okay, so well, parents, the belief is utter insanity. Well, if you actually sincerely believed it, because I, then you probably would I, I, I consider don't killing in your children for lots of reasons. Your plan is not one of them, and the reason pl- is, is my plan, my your, plan, your idea, your 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 nutty little idea here. It's, that it's not an idea. Christian it's just parents, a, it's just an assistance. Well, wait, your suggestion. It's an a- analysis of a belief. Their, no, no, no. It's, it's an analysis of their belief system. It's uh, because it's God's plan to, that people have a life, and for uh, Christian parents to kill their kids so that. They they will go to heaven um, is the is circumventing God's plan, and it's suggesting that you are smarter than God um, and that you can handle this little system. And so, therefore, that might very well be blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. That might mm-hmm. be what I have heard blasphemy of the Holy Spirit to be, well, which yeah, but is that's, the suggestion that's not your child's that you problem. That's play. your problem. <laughs> I, I, indeed. Why so would you even have the child in the first place? Well, that just, you okay, but they're being okay, selfish. The point that I'm trying to make is that um, you're not able to forgive yourself, be forgiven of that. That particular sin, so you're guaranteed by killing your child's, uh, you're killing your child for no, the Christianity purpose of sending to make them mistakes. to heaven. For the purpose of sending them to heaven, then you're guaranteeing that you'll but go to Christianity, hell. Christianity, most Christians believe that you can make mistakes, that you can be wrong about things, that you can be forgiven. That the only thing that really matters, that allows you to, the thing that allows you to be forgiven for anything, 
is accepting Christ as your Savior. Sure, and uh, the people that would have done the uh, horrible, unspeakable act that you've talked about would have already done that. Right. And then the only thing that they can go to hell for at that point would be blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And I've just made well, the point. Well, you're kind of getting into some specific, fairly specific. <laughs> like, before you maybe execute religious your views. child, you probably should think this through a little bit, well, Dale. I don't, I, no one's going it, right, to. I'm done talking about they're this. They're not going to read it, this you know. article. And I'm <laughs> silly. Yeah, I think Nonsense. Mark's got you on this one, Dale. I, uh, oh, it's whatever. Pretty, it's pretty ludicrous. To it, it's ludicrous. That. It's ludicrous if someone truly, sincerely, one hundred percent believed that whole the whole notion of about you know you're going to burn in hell for all eternity if you don't believe if the, if, if not for this belief. That is what's ludicrous because but there, because the because the oh, I agree because the uh, because the logical like sort of carrying through of that, that of no, that belief I, if I, it were true it's a tumultuous sea and you're grasping to a small piece of driftwood. I agree and I'm just with saying you that, that it's, so that's what's ludicrous. And no, I finished no, no, this story. And no. I, this is pointless. And I am I am grateful that deep down they don't really believe it. Right. Right. <laughs> I agree with you that that the story the Christian story the the belief system is ludicrous, um, but I think that it's also likely that they would believe the killing is wrong and they wouldn't want to kill their own child. And even if they knew it would send them to heaven, it might, you know, damn them to hell. And so that's not that's not something they're going to do. Think of what Abram risked when he obeyed God and left his country and Ken struck out for a land that God had not even told him of. Think of what Moses risked when he killed that Egyptian Think of what Joshua and Caleb risked when they defied the entire nation that was following the evil counsel of the ten spies. Think of what David risked when he faced the giant and what Elijah risked when he confronted 850 false prophets all by himself. Think of what the Old Testament prophets risked when they rebuked or challenged the kings of Israel and Judah. Think of what the disciples risked when they left all and followed Jesus. Think of what the early church risked when they embraced the gospel and defied the wishes of Rome and the Jewry, not to mention their own family and friends. But these stories are more likely fairy tales to the average Christian today. They serve no practical benefit whatsoever. Let a church deacon, trustee, or elder be told by some government-backed attorney that he is really a corporate officer, subject to the laws and punishment of IRS tax codes, and that church leader will say anything, sign anything, or do anything to save his own financial security. Mm. In order to not jeopardize his own standing with the IRS, that same church leader would turn his back on his best friend or gladly join the government in prosecuting a fellow believer. I personally know of more than one case where professing, professing Christians either lied against a uh, beloved brother in order to protect themselves against threatened government, read IRS, penalties, or actually testified uh, for the prosecution mm-hmm. under oath in a court of law against a Christian brother. In each case, these brothers actually felt it was their Christian duty to betray their friends and brothers and help the government. I'm reminded of the verse where Jesus said, Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he's done God's service. Uh, King James like, Version. Like the troops killing Hate people it. over in the Middle East? Yeah, the, the Christians killing each other in the name of God, basically, is what he's talking about. I'm also reminded of the warning from the prophet Jeremiah when he continued, Take ye heed every one of his, na- um, of his neighbor, and trust ye that uh, not in any brother, for every brother will utterly supplant, and every neighbor will walk with slanderers. They will deceive everyone in his neighbor and not speak the truth, and they have taught their tongue to speak lies and weary themselves to commit iniquity. There's more? Uh, just a little bit. All right, 800-259-9231. More about the Christian here calling out the other Christians, uh, Chuck Baldwin. Letting them have it.
1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts are welcome. You can bring up whatever you want. Hour number three is next. Plenty of time for your thoughts. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Juicy Juice, 100% juice, providing a full serving of fruit in every four ounces. Visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to nutrition, kids need both fruits and vegetables every day to stay healthy and grow. For the ideal mix, your kids should have at least one and a half cups of any veggie or 100% veggie juice and one cup of any fruit or 100% fruit juice a day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. toll-free. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. Main feature allows you to control the content of the site. You submit things like YouTube videos or news articles or blog posts, and then others will vote whether they like or dislike the most liked, making it to the front page and the top of the website at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. Delbert here from AnarchyInYourHead.com. Be sure you drop into his website and take a look over there at some of his uh, great cartoon work. We're in the midst, and we're going to get to your phone calls here shortly. But to uh, bring you up to speed, we've been sharing a piece from Chuck Baldwin, Mark. And where's the uh, site that posted this? Where, where is this from? ChuckBaldwinLive.com. ChuckBaldwinLive.com. And he is calling out the Christians, basically saying, hey, you guys aren't real Christians. You're not uh, acting like it. Because yeah. you're not acting like it. And it's all, it's supposedly, now I used to be a Christian, and it was my understanding of what a Christian was, is that uh, you are supposed to, it is my understanding of what a Christian is, is that you're supposed to emulate Jesus, not just believe in him, not just uh, accept him as your Lord and Savior. So you I can know go a lot and, of Christians that... that profess that such beliefs that you should be trying to emulate jesus the idea is that jesus is perfect and you can never achieve that but you should strive to like turn the other cheek right. and love your enemies and things like that and uh, or in this case disobey the state disobey these arbitrary authorities and instead you know align yourself with what you believe is your god and, the, and chuck baldwin has been pointing out here that the christians today are very obedient that uh, they're more likely to turn in their fellow christians to the uh, the so-called authorities than to to stand in defense of them christians today can not be trusted to be faithful to the truth they cannot be trusted to not betray and run against uh, and turn against their brethren they cannot be trusted to not be party with the slander and the libel if it means saving their own skin or keeping their bread buttered or staying in the good graces of the IRS, they would sell out their best friend, maybe even their own mother. And it is no coincidence that Jeremiah himself experienced firsthand that which he had spoken. It is no wonder he said, you cannot, be tr- you cannot trust any brother. When Christians get it through their heads and into their hearts they oftentimes uh that oftentimes government is the enemy of uh, when will excuse me when will christians get it through their heads and their hearts that oftentimes the government is the enemy of god well when will they understand that they have only one sovereign king jesus when will they come to comprehend that helping government perpetrate unjust action against fellow believers is a crime against heaven When will they stop talking about the Bible and actually start internalizing its teachings, examples, and principles? 
It has uh, gotten to the point today many unbelievers are far more untrust- untrustworthy than today's Christians. Um, many unbelievers are more untrustworthy? Are far more trustworthy. Excuse me, I'm not even paying attention. Yeah. I just I missed that here. Uh, unbelievers I was going to say, because we are Christians here on this show, mm-hmm. and like we get Christianity better than uh, a lot of the Christians do. Uh, certainly, I, I know a great deal about the Bible, and I think I understand it, yeah. Christians, especially when it comes to the subject of resisting unjust government, it grieves me. To say that many Christian attorneys, politicians, pastors, and church leaders are merely shills and toadies for the government that has often become both oppressive and illegitimate. May God help us. He will have to because we won't get much help from the vast majority of today's professing Christians. That's for sure. Scathing. Yeah. And well-deserved. Yeah. 800-259-9231. We continue. By the way, if you are a Christian, you've got some thoughts you want to share, certainly welcome to do so. David is in New Hampshire, and uh, I don't know what your religion is, David, but you're on Free Talk Live. David in New Hampshire, going once. David in New Hampshire, going, he's gone. All right, well, maybe he'll try back. 800-259-9231. So, any reflections on that, Mark? You know, I, I've i been trying to say – I don't think my words have the power because I – As um, Chuck Baldwin? Yeah. yeah, as Chuck Baldwin's in this circumstance because Chuck Baldwin's a preacher, uh, man. You know, he, Yeah, but are Christians going to listen to him? I mean, they wouldn't they be more likely to listen to their preacher than Chuck Baldwin? I understand. Who's we, Chuck Baldwin? I understand. Which, well, he's, <laughs> you know, this uh, liberty-oriented uh, Christian, and he makes points. It doesn't – if they use logic – as to what he said, I mean, you can go back and re-internalize it if you want. Go to ChuckBaldwinLive.com. Um, read it over one more time and make sure that you understand what he said here. But well, logic isn't his, always a fine point for, Christ, for a lot of Christians. Well, uh, you know, you, I understood. Uh, if, if this, you if have this to suspend article, logical disbelief in order to uh, believe in the Christian doctrine. If this article uh, takes, you know, one government-worshipping Christian, uh, you know, 1% of the government-worshipping Christians out there and shows them the light on this issue, that Christianity is a uh, is a religion of those that stand up to the government and they say no, that, uh, the, 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 you know, the government is the, it's the religion of the world that was so, what was so uh, preached against in the Bible, in the New Testament, that that is, in fact, what the government is. And but Mark, Romans if they were 13 no. is not the only thing that you can hide against. But Mark, if they were to say no, then they wouldn't be able to support the troops right and that's what it is christian supporting killers it's crazy to me i mean the the, the religion itself it it honestly they ne- it, for the first thousand years of the church they did not support killing muslims are trying to kill us yeah well you know a good christian would stand there and let them do it i guess turn the other cheek what else would you do you that's what jesus what would jesus do who would jesus what would kill? It show the hun- what would it show the muslims if you were Jesus, willing to do that for your religion. Who would Jesus torture is the bigger question. I, that's, a, that's a fine question as well, because a lot of the Christians out there will support whatever the government does. I mean, they, they it's, just, it's just so sad. 1-800-259-9231. Let's talk to Father Ashcraft in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, gentlemen. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to speak to you. Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight? That's a good topic. I have to say that uh, I, I tend to agree that uh, Christians have increasingly become more secular and uh, have abandoned the countercultural aspect of the historic Christ. Yeah. Uh, there can be no question about it that since the uh, conversion of Emperor Constantine, yep. that Christianity has become uh, uh, more and more entrenched in the socio political world uh, than it has the gospel. 
Well, I like that you use the term countercultural because, I mean, Jesus wasn't somebody who went along with the flow, was he? Absolutely not. Neither were the early Christians. If you look at the writings of the Antonicene Fathers, it's pretty clear that uh, they were countercultural. There was no support for the military there. Um, military converts were allowed, of course, to uh, fulfill their obligations, but once their uh, time was up, they were they were required to leave if they were going to be in good standing with the church. Many of them decided that they wouldn't, uh, you know, wouldn't finish out their uh, their, their obligations, and they die right there. Correct. They'd be executed for their religion. I Correct, mean, because they took they took the countercultural uh, Christ at his word, nonviolence. Period. It's absolutely That's true. It, it's that, it was that moment when Constantine claimed to see a cross in the sky, which if you squint at the sun, you'll see it too. Um, <laughs> and he decided that he was going to conquer in the name of this growing religion. And, uh, it, you know, I don't know what his plans were, or what his kind of conversion was about, but I can, you know, that was the moment in time that Christianity really had the legs knocked out of it. I mean, so many people don't know what the, uh, the you know, the original church was about. They didn't, you know, they the, the the symbol of the cross became popular at that point, the symbol of death, whereas Christians used the fish and Correct. sheep and uh, mm. shepherd's crooks and these symbol um, these symbols prior to that, Correct. symbols of peace, uh, of uh, productivity, these things. That's what the Christian religion was about at that time. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. And, and you know, when we look at uh, modern Christianity, and I, I'll include, and I'm not Roman Catholic, I'm Orthodox, but uh, I'll include much of the Orthodox world, Roman Catholicism, uh, Evangelicalism. Um, what we're seeing is, is these, these churches um, are, are very much uh, the, like the purpose-driven thing that's it's such, such a mad thing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't call that purpose-driven. Call that secular-driven. Call it world-driven. I don't know what the purpose-driven um, is. I don't know. It doesn't... It, it's... It, yeah, it, it's... It, look, it, it, it would take a little too long to, okay. to get involved, but really what it comes down to is it uh, turning the focus of churches toward cultures and societies rather than toward the, the countercultural Christ. Interesting. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, uh, call, Father Ashcraft. You. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want. That's why we call it Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. Coming up, major civil disobedience in Washington, D.C. We'll tell you about it uh, here in a little bit. We're still talking about the Christians, though, and... 
How they've been called out onto the carpet by uh, by Chuck Baldwin and uh, and a moment ago Father Ashcraft calling in from Kentucky. Of course, we're not Christians on this program. All three of us used to be uh, in the past, but uh, no more. It's just interesting looking at the, at them and watching them do things that are very contrary to yeah. the Christian beliefs. If uh, people believed like uh, Father Ashcroft there that called in Christian believe like that, I would be. You know, I mean, Ashcraft, Ashcraft, Ashcraft. I, I, I wouldn't have. You know, there's, there's so much about uh, the, you know, guys that believe like that. I understand. You know, Quakerism's been called primitive Christianity, and I. You know, I can. I have a real soft spot in my heart for guys who believe like that. We're going to continue with your thoughts and calls here at 800-259-9231. But first, I want to invite you to the website at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of the show, no worries. They're all there, right there on the front page of the site. The last seven days, click into the archive section, go all the way back to late 2006. It's all free thanks to HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. Let's continue with your calls and go to Dennis, listening to WBHP in Huntsville. Hello, Dennis. Hello. Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Okay, well, one thing I'm glad to get to, because sometimes here in Huntsville, uh, uh, not able to even listen to your show, because they always replace it with some kind of sports thing. You know, yeah, so. it's what it, it is the cross we have to bear, so to speak, uh, being a nighttime show. Preemption. Um, but, you know, when if they're doing sports, in fact, I believe you can tune in over at their website uh, because they're running us uh, on their stream. Because for whatever reason, the sports teams, they don't like the radio stations to stream their shows. So we're technically on, just not on the air. And uh, the program director there at WBHP, Stuart Langston, is a, is a real fan of the show. So if you, uh, if you like Free Talk Live, give him a call during the week and tell him thanks for airing Free Talk Live. And ask him for more because I think he's only taken about an hour of the show during the week. And there are another two hours that you guys are missing even when you do hear the show. Okay, well, anyway, when you, I happen to be a Mormon, and I've been one for 20 years. I'm glad to be one. Joining the Mormon Church September 1st, 1990, literally saved my life in more ways than one, because I had it hard coming up. But being the church right there, like I say, it straightened me out good, and, and we stand for the right things. We don't persecute other people's religious faith like we always get persecuted, because I keep hearing this being put down on other talk shows and stuff like that, too. And we also stand for the idea about Christmas, you know, saying Merry Christmas, because like like Jesus says, uh, if you deny me before men in public, we'll just go this way, we'll just say, you deny him in public, then he's going to deny you before God. Now, if you stay a denier the rest of your life, and it comes judgment day, and you're still in that position, it's a denier. You're in big trouble, you know? Well, I, I I do agree that the Mormons are one of the few uh, you know de- denominations out there that uh, have have faced the uh, United States government down. I mean, these uh, you know oh, I think you that, got that right. They, you know they 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 know what persecution's all about. Um, but I think that there's a certain persecution for people out there that don't want to say Merry Christmas. I'm not going to say Merry Christmas because I don't I, you know I don't know what it's like. My best friend, uh, one of my best friends, uh, his uh, you know he's Jewish and you know his 
Family didn't like it when I said, you know, when you would talk about Christmas and that kind of thing. So I don't. Out of respect for other people. Yeah, I just don't do it. You know, I'd like to point out that this is a great example of how pathetic uh, Christianity is. I mean, this is one of their big issues now is whether or not they can say Merry Christmas or whether or not some store can, you know, the store clerks can wish people Merry Christmas. This is what they're focusing on. This, 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 you know, this is kind of fringe, uh, you know, nonsense. It's, it's very on the scale of things of importance the the whether or not people say happy holidays or merry christmas is just so nonsensical in comparison to the larger issues that we were discussing here a moment ago of whether or not the christians are going to obey uh these government people and worship them and 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 uh and worship the flag and say the pledge and do all these other things that they just do because they were born here and raised here and they think nothing of it uh these are much greater issues to me but yet the christians believe the big issue of the day is whether or not they can be you know whether they can be public about believing in the christmas holiday i mean that doesn't that seem to be the last thing that you should be focusing on as far as what's important well i don't i don't focus on it as far as that goes i'm independent and you, well, you know, called I to talk about what it tonight. I, I believed you, you huh? called to, you called to talk about it tonight so it must be important to you well you know, i'm just simply saying you know i stand up for my beliefs like i said and i'm just i'm just quoting for what said in the bible you know, what Jesus said, see, they, they don't want Merry Christmas because it's got the Christ part in it. No, it's not because of that. It's because you... Well, a lot it, of them it is. No, well, I can tell you that as somebody who, you know, has worked with the public, I've, I've done retail sales before, it's just, it doesn't make sense to wish, so it would be like me wishing everybody a happy Kwanzaa that comes through my line. I mean, not everybody is, is going to be worshiping in that way, or, or happy Festivus Day. Not everybody is going to be celebrating Festivus. It would be inappropriate for me to presume, to assume, to be a presumptuous about somebody as to what their, their belief system is. And just because the majority of people in America believe in uh, some semblance of Christianity doesn't mean that I'm willing to offend a minority of my customer base if I'm a public business. Now, if I was selling Christmas uh, gear, if I was like one of those stores that sold Christmas items like as the Christmas store. Jingles, the Christmas store. Yeah, Yeah. that would make sense in that case to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Or if I'm the, you know, selling Bible tracts or something like that. If I know my audience, then it makes sense. But if my audience is the general public, then it's really, you know, you're cutting your nose off despite your face. I thank you for the call tonight, uh, Dennis. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. There's many Christian sects that choose not to sell celebrate one day over another. Quakers uh, were, were, were a notable um, exception. Uh, Diggers, uh, Seventh-day Adventists, I believe. Wait a minute, I thought Qu- Quakers aren't Christian. Uh, today they aren't, but I mean, okay. the, the Quaker uh, religion started came out in 1640. Um, and some Quakers are, and some Quakers, Quakers aren't. You just have to ask them individually. Quakerism today is a form of worship, not a religion so much. Let's go to Josh in Manchester, listening on 1051. Hello, Josh. Hi. Hey, you're on the air. Uh, one thing that I didn't hear in that very nice uh, piece that you guys read, I didn't hear anything about 1 Samuel chapter 8. Uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 8, uh, the Israelites went to their chief judge, Samuel, who was getting up in the years and was eventually going to die, and they wanted some security. They said to him, hey, God loves you, pick us a king. And he went to God and he asked him about it, and God, used, uh, God told Samuel that this uh, asking for a king was a rejection of everything he taught them since he brought them out of Egypt in the first place. You familiar with this one, Mark? Yes, um, that, uh, you know, he... (sighs) 
please. Uh, it's so difficult for me to quote verses, but essentially that if you had a king, that what he's going to do is he's going to take your sons for his warriors. He's going to take your daughters for his footmaids. He's going to, uh, you know, take your taxes, the best of the fields, the uh, best of the, the hunting grounds. He's going to take all these things, call them his own, and, uh, you know, you're going to be cast well, out. In Mark's defense, he did address in the broader sense that most of the Bible is actually teaching people to reject government. Chuck Baldwin's uh, article. I'll tell you what, Josh, if you've got more comments, we'll uh, let you hang on here in a moment. Uh, 800-259-9231. We'll continue with Josh. Also take your phone calls about whatever you want at 800-259-9231. Plus, coming up, the breaking news here, I guess, well, for me, it's breaking. I didn't know about it. A lot of people arrested in Washington, D.C. earlier, I think yesterday. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Delbert. And Mark. And uh, don't forget, you can also dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. And if you are hungry... Well, we've got the solution for you. You're gonna you're not gonna be able to get it immediately, yeah, but you can starve to death waiting for yeah, this. Down the line, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> if you're looking for the perfect treat to uh, bring to this year's holiday party or um, you know Christmas Day dinner, and you needed a gift idea or you needed a gift idea for family and friends, this year make it George's famous baklava. George's famous baklava is a walnut pastry with over 50 layers of melt in your mouth phyllo. All the ingredients are premium and natural to ensure only the best taste. It's the perfect treat for any holiday party with friends and family or coworkers. It's shipped in a special container, priority mail, so it gets to you fast, fresh, and delicious. Order by Tuesday, December the 21st, to make sure that you have it in time for Christmas. Check out George's Famous Baklava at mandrick.com. That's M-A-N-D-R-I-K, no C in mandrick, mandrick.com. All right, we continue here with your calls. Your thoughts are welcome. Josh, I believe, is still with us listening in Manchester at a 105.1. Josh, you're back on Free Talk Live. Awesome. What else did you want to share tonight? I also wanted to talk about uh, the perception of Jesus as a pacifist. In, uh, in Luke, at the Last Supper, Jesus actually told the disciples that they needed to go out and buy swords for self-defense. It's, right an, interesting, it's an interesting verse. Yeah, it's, there's, there's places where he sounds very pacifist and places where he, he doesn't, right? Yeah, well, he says, he says to go out and sell their garments if they have to, to buy swords. I mean, that that sounds to me like he thinks it's a pretty important thing that in the coming times that are going to be hard, because the disciples were about to go out and start getting arrested by governments and whatnot and not have Jesus there to protect but, them. But can't people quote, like, whatever they want? Like, they can someone also quote a different passage, something Jesus said, to say, see, he was a pacifist? 
And well, so that's that's what's very confusing about it is because at one point it'll sound one way and at another point it'll sound a different way. Well, see, I uh, and you know I'm I'm skewed because I'm a libertarian, but I see Jesus is viewing life, uh, violence from the libertarian's perspective. He doesn't believe in aggressive violence. He doesn't believe in going out forcing other people to do things. But in, and this is a really good uh, position, or this is a really good uh, thing to talk about that on because swords are a defensive weapon. At the time, if you wanted to go make war on somebody, you would need a spear or bows and arrows. Absolutely not. No, not not true at all. A sword is an offensive weapon. It's used by us. A sword at the time would have been used by somebody who is of of a higher rank because they were not cheap. Um, A a spear is is a weapon that you give a soldier, but absolutely a a sword in the hands of a a man who can defend him, knows how to use it, is a superior weapon to a spear, and a swordsman will kill a a spear bearer. Well, that's also true of a pistol versus a rifle, though. A, a man with a pistol who is close enough to be conversational has a better chance than a man with a rifle, at least up until the invention of the assault rifle. Um, you know, we could talk at uh, at length about yeah, the, the history of, of martial arts. Uh, you know, I believe that history is the history of the shield. Uh, you know, that I think that history is history of war, and I think that war is the history of the shield, not the history of the offensive weapon. Um, that you'll you'll find that the nations that conquer conquer through uh, you know the, the shield, not the sword. And so, I think that we could have a, a really interesting one here. But I think that what the the point that the uh, the father was making originally was that early Christians. The, the people that were taking the message of Jesus, people that actually, you know, talked to people who talked to people who talked to people um, that knew Jesus, they were pacifists. And the Bible has been picked up and it's been changed by different groups along the way. It is very difficult to know who wrote what where. And that's the that's the reason that I choose to believe that the Bible is not the, um, the only uh, enlightenment that God has given, that if God gave enlightenment to uh, people in the... Uh, the, the first centuries and uh, prior to that, then he must be giving enlightenment today. And I prefer to believe that God would speak to me through me rather than to me through, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, old words that I think have been uh, twisted by people who intend to control others. Josh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go to Brian listening in Texas. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Brian. What's um, mind? I find this, this discussion just absolutely fascinating. And I guess one of the things that occurs to me is that, at least as far as you know, Western religions go, for the for the for the truly religious, it seems to me that the, you know the worst enemy of is government. You know, for, for, here's my, here's what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm a Jew, although I'm of the secular variety, not particularly religious, to be real honest with you. Uh, you know, our worst enemies throughout all of history have always been governments. Mm-hmm. I think about the gentleman who called earlier who was a Mormon. You know, the Mormons have suffered amazingly at the hands of the U.S. government. Nothing compared to the Jews. The Jews get the prize. I don't want to get into a piss yeah. contest here about who suffered more. But, what, what, you know, what, and, and, and one, one of the things you were talking about, um, the, the, the Orthodox man who called in earlier, you know, Jesus, I'm no expert, but, you know, Jesus was a radical. You know, we're not exactly talking about a friend of the government here. Right, and so it amazes me that you know that there are still you know the the majority of people in in the in the world today tend to think of you know they they look at they look to government as a means to um, carry out their religious views, and I just think that it's so wrongheaded. You know, it's, it's, I mean, not, like, you know, there 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 are you know you know I think about you know I you know like for for me okay Joe Lieberman is a Jew. God, what an embarrassment that is. 
You know, you're you're making a great point. This this is true for Jews as it is for Christians. Hillel was um, one heck of a radical. And if you were if Jews were to pick up and follow his teachings, they would be an entirely different group of people. But in fact, they've Mm -hmm. done exactly what the Christians have done. They've they've bowed their knee to their God uh, government to solve their problems. And, um, you know, sometimes I I get the impression that, uh, you know, that being a uh, an ethnic Jew means that you have to sign up for the Democratic Party at birth. Um, you know, I know. <laughs> so they might be even a little worse. <laughs> exactly. You know, or you, you know, you know, you, you know, the idea that like you know the, the the Christian right somehow actually really truly represents the views of Christians. Yeah, ludicrous. It's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's it's just it's it's absolute lunacy. Thanks that's, for the thoughts tonight, to Brian. I appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to James listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, James. You're on Free Talk Live. James in Huntsville. Go hey, in. Oh. Hey, James, we got you. Go ahead. Hey, uh, my comment was about um, Christianity and how that y'all are kind of upset about the whole Christmas holiday thing. Um, okay. I, I just got one pretty quick, simple point. Uh, what if uh, uh, on Cinco de Mayo, what if uh, the stores were forced not to say Happy Cinco de Mayo, and maybe they had to say Happy Lime Day? Or if on St. Patrick's Day, the stores had to, had to say Happy Green Day. It seems like the Christians are under attack. Wait, wait, who's forcing that? They're not being forced, though. They're just trying to be appeal to their customers. They're, they're, they have a service. They're not being forced. They're just, they're not try- they just don't want to offend customers who aren't Christians. Right. right? It, I've never been told Happy Cinco de Mayo so- when checking out at Walmart. Yeah. Well, at the same time that, you know, the the Christmas holiday was set up by the government as a Christian holiday. I mean, it was a Christian nation. Do you think that should be the case? Do you think the government should be doing that? Well, you know, the whole, I know you're going to go back to separation of church and state, and it's not exactly what the amendment says at all. I mean, there was really no separation of church and state. Do you believe there should be official state religion? No, I don't. Okay, no, so then, do you, then if, if you don't believe there should be an official state religion, then do you believe that the U.S. government should be uh, anointing holidays that are re- religious, or holidays at all? Well, they, you know, they anointed Thanksgiving. That's the same thing as a religious holiday. Uh, it's, no, it's really a secular holiday about, uh, about uh, gratitude. I understand why people choose to call it a religious holiday, but, but you know, I... You know, people that are atheists uh, celebrate Thanksgiving, and they're thankful for what they have. They may not be thankful to God in the same way that you are, but they are. Right. My, my point is that the reason why Christians are upset with this is, is that we're offended because... It seems like we're under attack. It's just another place where we're under attack. I'd like to hang on to here and talk about this this perception that Christians are under attack in a moment. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. Take control of the airwaves, but unless you're on hold right now, you're probably not going to get on. So I'm not going to give you the number. 
However, I will give you the website, which is freetalklive.com. You can go there. You can get interactive. You can do various different things. All of it for free. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp up for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations, bringing more internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com, use any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options, amp.freetalklive.com, and you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, the amp-only forum and podcast, and more. Go get the details, get signed up, amp.freetalklive.com. Frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live? Are you tired of oppressive of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life? If you knew that thousands of liberty-loving people were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. Thousands of liberty-loving people who don't all believe the same religion. That's one of the neatest yep. things about the uh, the Free State Project is we were here uh, with with Michelle Seven. She was here earlier uh, for other purposes, but uh, you know we hang out with. I mean, the the three of us are not Christians, but we spend time with Christians and we work together with uh, with Christians and and others, uh, Jewish people as well, and other. I don't I don't know how many others I've met that atheists uh, as some, uh, some pan. No, not pantheists. That's what we are. But <laughs> um, people of all different religions. Yeah, yeah. The, no, no. The, Just trying uh, to think the, of who? the ones that believe in multiple gods. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, polytheists. Polytheists. polytheists yeah. yeah, I know Some a couple Odin, of them. Odinists. Even. Right. So, uh, so yeah, it doesn't matter what your religion is. As long as you believe in liberty, you'll get along with uh, these liberty-oriented people that have made the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And if you love freedom, too, you should uh, go to freestateproject.org. As we continue with James in Huntsville listening to WBHP. James, are you still there? I'm still here. So, now, you're saying that you believe the uh, Christians are being, uh, they are under attack. Christianity is under attack. And I have to say yeah. that uh, if people not saying Merry Christmas at the checkout line is the way that Christianity is under attack, you guys have got it pretty easy compared to some of the Christians in the past, huh? Yeah, isn't that a little melodramatic? Well, I agree with that. <laughs> hmm? I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, don't you feel like that's like a non-issue, really, that uh, that how that um, in how in whatever way that doesn't affect your ability to believe in uh, in your religion? It's just just something that a business is doing to maximize their appeal to different market segments? Well, if you just look at the subject that we're talking about, you know, we're not talking about anybody being upset over over happy Kwanzaa or, or happy uh, 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 Ramadan. We're ha- they're upset because somebody would say Merry Christmas. Nobody's so saying Kwanzaa. happy Kwanzaa to people. No one is right. saying... If somebody said happy Kwanzaa to me, I'd go <laughs> and walk away. <laughs> I've had customers of mine that when I walk in the house, they would say Happy Kwanzaa. And that that wouldn't bother me. It, it wouldn't upset me any. But when somebody says Merry Christmas, well, then the red flag goes up and people start getting alarmed. Well, I, I think that some businesses don't like their employees saying Merry Christmas. I think that that's been a policy, and I, it's absolutely true. Now, I don't know why it is they choose to do that, but they choose to do well, that, why? and it's their business, and they're paying that employee. Wait, so, I- are you critic? I'm so sorry, Mike. Mark, I shouldn't have interrupted you. Go ahead. <laughs> are you suggesting that they shouldn't get offended if they if someone says Merry Christmas to them? Well, let me ask you a question. No, Would no. I answer a- that question first. Do you think they should not get offended if someone says Merry Christmas to them? Which one? The store or anyone? The, uh, or the, the customers. Cu- or the cu- let's say the cu- let's say the store decides to go ahead and say Merry Christmas. Are you suggesting that people shouldn't get offended at that? Well, since the, the nation is seventy percent Christian, I mean you're. You're actually hitting your target market, which is about seventy percent. Not patients. not if some of them are offended at saying Merry Christmas. The question I have for you then is is um, 
why would you be offended at them not saying Merry Christmas? I wouldn't. No, that's not it. It's, it's not that never that Christians are offended because, you know, that, that somebody's not, not participating in their religion. We're offended when people, they speak out against it. You know, people don't speak out against the Jews, and people don't speak out against the, the Muslim in this in this country. But what? I'm just trying to figure out how you're equating this into people, the whole thing about about stores saying Merry Christmas. Hold on. People are speaking out against Muslims all the time in this country, and I agree with you well, that I I, th- I think uh, that, it, look, I think that if somebody said uh, Merry Christmas to me, it wouldn't be anything to me. It'd be water off a duck's back. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, and I don't think people should be so uppity about what somebody says to them. However, from a business's perspective, I understand why they still have to, they still have to satisfy the uppity customer too man i've i've done customer service before and i know what it's like when you're dealing with uh, with an angry customer and you don't want to do things that can make your customers angry and as irrational uh, as it is and i agree with you that people shouldn't get upset if somebody says merry christmas or happy kwanzaa or happy hanukkah or whatever the heck they say to them it's just words and you know words don't hurt people if they want to allow themselves to feel hurt then that's their problem however i understand why a business owner would say to themselves you know i'd rather not offend my uppity customers I'd rather they just go through the checkout line, be told happy holidays, and uh, or have a nice day, and that that's uh, that's the end of it. I don't think it's an attack on uh, on Christianity. It's just a business decision. Doesn't it seem like just one more way that Christianity though is it's under the gun again? You know, uh, Hillary Clinton in her speech said that uh, that she was looking forward to a country that had the right of a place to worship, not a right to worship, not where you could worship in the streets or worship in a public place. But it's a right of a place to worship, which means you can only worship in your church. Well, well, the Bible says there, you're supposed to pray in the closet, man. I mean, that's that's what the Bible says. Well, it's it's that's but, that but sounds like a broad. That's that sounds that sounds like uh, uh, undermining people's um, ability to express themselves in the broadest sense in the First Amendment. I agree with that, but it wasn't directed at Christians per se. But what it seems like you're upset about is that historically Christians have had this sort of monopoly that it has been essentially the the state endorsed religion for a long time, and it's ceasing to be that that way anymore. But that's not an attack. Well, I agree just, with him, though, you know, on, the, on, well, the point about, uh, on the point about Hillary. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I if do you want too. to go out on the street and preach, man, you should be able to do that. I agree, too. No doubt. That, like I said, though, that wasn't directed at Christianity, per se. That was just a, that was addressed at people's expression of whatever religion. Can I, you know? can I say just one more comment? Sure, sure. Um, my little girl was willing to take a book report to school about Christianity. She just wanted me to use the Bible. And the school would not allow her to do it. You shouldn't be sending her yeah. to a government school. Yeah, well, that, that's, no. a, I mean, that's a real problem. I mean, she could have... She could have did it on the Muslim faith, and she could have done it on the Jewish faith, but she couldn't do it on Christianity. Hey, look, it's it's a real problem the way the public schools uh, approach faith of all sorts, and I can't speak to this specific public school, but it's a real problem. Absolutely, you as a taxpayer, uh, you know, forced to pay for this school, your daughter should be able to do a book report on anything that she wants, but. She can't because the government gets you know, steps in and says no. And uh, you know it's a. I, I, as know, long I, as you I accept, see, as I long feel as you, your frustration. Yeah. As long as you accept government schools as okay and send your kids to them, you're going to deal with frustrations like that. The only real solution is to get your kids the heck out of the government schools. And thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing Thanks. from you uh, because the only other option is to try to wrest control out of the you know of the government schools away from the so you know the so-called secularists, secularists or whoever's in, instituting these policies, and then you're just you're fighting politics for your whole life much easier to just get your kids out uh let's continue with jack in tennessee you're on free talk live hello jack, jack. Summed up. hey gentlemen i got it summed up real good all right 
Religion is regarded by the common people as true, by the wise as false, and by the rulers as useful. Oh, man. It's 594. Say it again. Wait. Say it again. (laughs) Religion is regarded by the common people as true, by the wise as false, and by the rulers as useful. Thank you for the call. In 594 B.C. Thank you. Look, I got some more here for you that's good. Quick, quick. Faith is believing what you know ain't so. Mark Twain. (laughs) Hey, listen listen, to this one now. If Christ were here now, there's one thing he would not be, a Christian. Mark Twain. (laughs) Wow. Mark Twain has some great quotes. (laughs) You nailed it. Another one? Uh, One more, one more. Okay, hey, this is a problem for the Christians and everybody out here. God is omnipotent. God is holy good and yet evil exists. You ought to read that essay by J.L. Mackey, Evil and Omnipotence. Talk to y'all later. Excellent. Thank you for that. Nice uh, way to wrap the show out. Actually, we've got one more call. Well, time for one more. Uh, Ty in Tennessee on the amp lines. Ty, go ahead. Hey, just wanted to put in a little uh, kind of sideways related to the topic here. Uh, Wes Bertrand's been talking about a uh, a, a a, uh, the concept of nonviolent communication in his uh, Complete Liberty podcast. Have any of you heard anything about that? Yeah, we've talked about it on a, on a show that I was hosting on Sunday about a, a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. If you look at the oh, third, right. yeah, the third Sunday it's... show of last month, uh, that was I, I usually do the third Sunday, um, and uh, we talked about nonviolent communication so, quite a bit on that show. So what about it, Ty? You got, you're short on well, time. It just kind of it kind of struck me as as being Christ-like, actually, that that's that's my view of what Christ would have been like. He could have reached into the and seen beyond all the crap and seen what the real human need was and addressed that issue. And that's that's what I, I like about this idea of nonviolent communication is it's it's non-threatening and it it reacts to human needs and it tries to fulfill those needs. I got to find out more about this. Thanks, Ty, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. By the way, over 100 people arrested out front of the White House in Washington, D.C. yesterday. Anti-war protesters. Is the anti-war movement actually coming back? Sure would be nice. We'll see you tomorrow night. Freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing. Here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. One of the most common complaints I hear from my clients is having a persistent lack of energy. Lacking energy can come from a variety of causes, including not getting proper nutrients from your foods and eating too many processed foods that can fill you with empty calories. These foods do not provide you with the proper fuel for the energy your body needs. An excellent source to this ongoing epidemic is to make sure you consume enough omega fatty acids in your diet to restore that much-needed energy. To combat the low-energy blues, Genesis Today has created a great-tasting juice that contains the wonderful acai berry that will ensure you get the proper amounts of omega fatty acids in your diet. Acai berry juice from Genesis Today tastes fantastic and it takes energy and alertness to new levels. Drink a glass of nutrient-rich acai berry juice in the morning and you'll get a 1,000% of the daily value of vitamin B12 and you will feel energized throughout your entire day. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.